Hello and welcome to Open East Radio. We're here live at the Whitmore Community Centre. And there's a small number of us, but I'm sure more people will join in as the afternoon progresses. So I think people will find us. <laughs> so I'm here with Pete. Hi, Pete. Hi. I'm Paulina. Pauline? Good day. Good day. Excellent. And a little lady here, but who spoke so quietly I couldn't hear what her name was. Nahima. That one of mine. Excellent. So, so we've decided because of what's been happening with, obviously, um, all eyes and ears have been on the Grenfell Tower and so there's been a lot of conversations around um, tower blocks and social housing and regeneration in general and you know these topics have just been in the news again and again so we decided that we're going to have a little exploration of these topics and specifically in Hackney and surrounding areas so Pete, you said that you had some kind of things that you, you wanted to oh, yeah, talk about. Regeneration. If you don't have regeneration or renovation, you have stagnation, don't you? Yeah, I guess so. So, in some ways, it's necessary that it is necessary that you regenerate, that's for sure, because otherwise things just crumble away to nothing. But I guess the big question is, um, and I think that's the, the question that people kind of get quite upset about, is they think that um, regeneration and things like that leads to social cleansing, and it means that people have to move out because they can't afford to stay where they grew up or where they went to school and things like that. So I think that's the kind of keys, the main that, questions that often come that, up. That is the case, and you can see that. Um, and it's, it's a sad thing, but people move out, and because of what well, economic reasons, mostly it's because certain industries don't exist where they used to. Certainly in certain urban areas like Hackney, Islington, Camden, where there used to be certain light industries, they're not there anymore. That's why certain pubs now had to close down because the pub that used to be was serviced people that lived and worked in a local industry that are not there anymore. Yeah, so there's no point having a pub if there's no one... That's no one's going to use it. But that's also... I think the pub thing is also changes. Yes, they've regenerated yeah. for a different different generation of younger, upwardly mobile young people. Mm. Yeah, of course. Who obviously don't cook at home, quite a lot of them. So they like to have dinner out. Yes. So pubs are less useful than restaurants, for example. Yeah, they turn yeah. into these lovely yeah. little... Gastro-pubs. Gastro-pubs. Yeah. And they're too expensive. Luigi, you live in a tower block, apparently. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes, I, I, we, we were moved into a tower block in 1965 when Islington Council decided to um, rehouse us. Yes, I remember it well. And we, and we went from a, a three-storey house in a street full of three-storey houses to, uh, well, we were moved into a 19-storey block. And um, well, I guess because I never got married and never saw the need to buy a house for myself, um, I'm still living in the same block. But where, where in Islington were you brought up, sorry? I was brought, brought up in what used to be called the Borough of Finsbury. Oh, Finsbury, that's it. And I still live in what I call the Borough of Finsbury. South, Isling, South Islington. Yeah, St John's Street, down that way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was born in, 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 a, in, a, in a, well, a round circus called Percy Circus. Oh, no, well, yeah. just, just, off Kings Cross, yeah. just off Kings Cross Road. Amwell Street, top end. 
Yes, you go up Amwell Street, down Great Percy Street to Percy Circus. Yeah. And then you're in Great Eden Road. Then you're in King's Cross Road. All right, we, I think we've got the mapping. <laughs> Thank uh, you, guys. You were speaking earlier, and you, you, with respect, you seem to know a lot more about Islington than you do about Hackney. Yeah, because I grew up in Barnsbury. Yes, well, yes. But I, I live <coughs> literally a stone's throw from here. Mm. This is Hoxton. But I, over the canal, I just I live there now, which is, which is ne- yes, yes, known yes. as South Canonbury. It sounds very posh, doesn't it? Um, Canonbury yeah. is very posh. Yes, but you South Canonbury is probably even posher. Is it really? I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, sorry. Um, I just wanted to ask a question. Oh, sorry, sorry. Just be careful when you move. Oh. Maybe um, so when you said we were moved, I often hear that phrase, like people say, oh, we were moved from this house to this house. Islington Council decided to knock the house we were living in down. So you just didn't... They were like, OK, you're living in this house, we're going to offer you something yes. else. But at least they're offering you something else in the same oh, yeah, area. It was, uh, it was, it was a five-minute walk from where we used to live. Right. Right, because I think the, the issues that um, people are having now is, um, that, is that when that phrase, we were moved, comes yes, up, yeah. it's like, well, there's somewhere for you in Manchester or there's somewhere for you in um, Hull, but um, it, not in the same that, borough. That, that idea hadn't quite come in in the 1960s. Well, maybe because there was enough space as well for yes. people. Uh, Luigi, there was an idea. It was social thinking at that time. And certain people now are dames. Car- I won't mention names right. now, but she deserves to be hung, drawn and quartered. I know what she did to Barnsbury. She decimated that neighbourhood. Tell us more. Because certain houses... Uh, well, it's, you're not right. And they built these lovely, like, what looked like luxurious estates and that you've got bathrooms we're giving you something better look at that estate on Essex Road that had knocked down it was stabbed Stabsville how many people used to get stabbed there and that wasn't because of a fire because it was a social nightmare no-go area social planning gone wrong so meanwhile their cronies got these little flats that all sort of like been done up now which they own worth quite a lot of money, thank you very much. So, in your opinion, was it a big mistake to allow people to buy their council flats and houses? I think there's a double standard there somewhere, uh, certainly by the so-called champagne socialists. What do you mean? Exactly what I just said. That's how they describe them. I'm not mentioning I'm, names. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, says he, drinking <clears throat> his chilled white wine. Um, Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so we're all... Things change and we're all yeah. kind of... Yeah, sorry, carry no, on. I, 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 I didn't I, say I was a socialist, did I? No, no, you didn't. I, you didn't. I, I, I tend to agree. The block of, the block of flats I live in... Um, um, a f- well, a third of the flats are on are now run by leaseholders. They've bought their flat from the well. They've leased. They lease their cap flat from the council. Yeah. Um, Does, has that changed your neighbourhood? Do you think? Oh no, no. Um, other things have changed the neighbour the the, the neighbourhood. Well, mm. other things have changed the whole of London. Mm. Not, not, not social housing. Okay, because a lot of people would point the finger at social housing and say that is one of the key, you know, um, issues around why the city's changed so much. The fact that people, you know, there isn't this mix of different people in areas now because of less social housing. So, what, what do you think has contributed to how London has changed, or how your particular area, Islington, has changed? 
Well, there's another reason for it. I think, that, well, this, uh, despite Brexit, the City of London still makes an awful lot of money, yes. and that there are an awful lot of men and women working in the City of London who would like the idea of a 20-minute walk to, to work every morning from somewhere in South, South Islington and um, yeah. even, you know, it's central around surrounding the City of London rather than have a two-hour you know, two drive to work every morning because that means they, you know, if they've only got 20 minutes to get to work, they've got more time to work and make money, which is good for them, you know, yeah. good, good for London. A lot of these people live in this area, and you know who they are. You can see them. You can see them in these beefy little cabs and pubs now that are no longer pubs. They're here already living um, here. You can spot them a mile, not even a mile off. Uh, Ten yards off. When I was a lot younger, I enjoyed a drink. Um, I last went for a drink in this country in 1995. When I met a, a, well, a boy, a boy I was at secondary school with, and his wife, and um, well, that was that was well, t- 22 years ago, mm. <laughs> but mm. uh, it was a long time ago. But um, now, well, it, I might have a, I might have a, I might have a drink here a bit later on if I can ever stop talking. But, but you're still living here. <laughs> you said. When you was living here, but you're still living here. Okay. Yeah, well, um, how I, what we're speaking about, we're speaking about the, the combination about the Grenfell Tower, what, was, mm. what went wrong. You see, um, I started to grow up in, in the Western area, which now, you know, like the, those days, England wasn't really developed a lot. It wasn't so extravagant and things happening it's just one of few things there but you see but then you see when we sort of moved on to Highgate those areas and um, from then you see we when it comes to all these long blocks what's happening today is it's just started off from you know organization like say from way back that they'll just say to let people really live to let to give everybody a chance to live somewhere because they couldn't sort of think of all these all the houses they got to think about um um these blocks these apartments so the part the apartments now is give everyone a chance to live in some places living somewhere now when i um, when, like, say, my mother went away, well, after said, gone to other sides, where I came to Hackney, right? That was about when I was about 16, 17. And um, then we, we was living in the, in some long flats, long, tower, should I say tower, a long. I didn't even say good afternoon to all the world, what we're speaking to, because I know they're listening to it now, what we're saying. Because I see so many incidents and accidents happening in these long blocks, it's like put, put me off a lot. I see people commit suicide and it's frightening. Leaves a mark in you. You see people throw people over the balcony in the high black, in the 1719 floors or something. So when it comes to all these tower things, it's like, don't you want to see them, look at them or so, because I've got a lot of experience of them. Now, what they decided to do, right, that was about later down in the later 70s, early 80s, they wanted to um, don't build them anymore. But all of a sudden, they're still creeping up and still putting them up even higher. So now, when it comes to um, these, um, the Grandfold Tower, the people in what origi- originate living in that area they want to remain living in the area. It's not just about people two shillings and the one haven't got two shillings. It's about we're supposed to be here to, we we should be living and living with each which we're supposed to be able to live with each other instead of separating. Yeah, but see, you'd like to live in the area you grew up in that you're used to and you feel comfortable in. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yes. Most people want that. But the way how yeah. they 
they want to they hiding and hiding so much things from these people because what they we seen they do it and it broke some of us out that they are forcing the people the resident what was a, a remain in that area for such a long time they're forcing them out and they um there are so many places where they could um there's so many places, you know, on this land where they could um, introduce, but they want to move them out into all different areas where they have to start all over again. But I don't think that's really fair and that's really right because a lot of us now around, it really touches our heart to see what went wrong and what's happening. And then we don't even know what to say. What can we communicate? What can we say? What can we contribute? How can we submit? We don't even know what to say now because it's really baffling us a lot of us minds at the moment mm. now. Quite right. I mean, talking about social housing and high-rise blocks and all that. Reason why the high-rise high-rise block because there's you know you're not you can't print land, so it's easier to build it, build it up and get as many families going up than it is to spread it out yes. because it, it would cost you more money, right? We know that, okay? There's nothing wrong with building high-rise blocks. Let's face it, you can go to Manhattan in, in New York and they're all high-rise blocks, but to, to actually buy a, an apartment in one of these blocks, you know, you have to... That costs you something like five million quid in an apartment. And therefore, very wealthy. We've got these apartments... Uh, high-rise blocks here in London. In fact, not very far from here, you can see those two big white towers going up by the canal there. Yeah. Um, as an example of some private uh, blocks going up. And and they actually did pull a lot of uh, three social housing blocks to build those ones. Um, cause they, they knocked yeah, them down, yeah, did they? they? Knocked, well, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> there's money involved there. Yeah. That's Hackney, is it? They've, that's a prime site of land. Yeah. Uh, okay then, they must be making money out of it. And going back to what you were saying earlier, your houses were pulled down to make way for whatever it was. Isn't Borough Council are making money out of it? They've been making money out of it for a long time. So what's the solution? What is the solution? Yeah. Hung drawn court or some of them, <laughs> that's what I reckon. So what, public hangings? What do you well, think? Well, let's, we're not. We're, we're, we don't live in Elizabethan times now. But I, I, I'm afraid I would bring back the death penalty for some of the more serious crimes that are happening, that have always happened in this country, rather than put men and women in prison for the rest of their lives on three, three meals a day, not having to do a stroke of work. On your money, you mean? Yeah, um, the tax we pay yeah. is giving them three meals a day. Well, um, I don't think they've got anything to do with high-rise uh, <laughs> blocks. <laughs> it's a little little tangent. Yeah. We can get back to that later. Uh, but I, I think the point was that it costs money, and you know, there's there's yeah, people I, I get, spending. I get your point. There. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. I mean, they, that's why these people who we won't mention should be hung, drawn, and quartered, and not imprisoned. Maybe they should alter the prison regime so they don't get their televisions, they don't get their games, they don't get the luxury goods. Just put them in there, crank labour, and do it like the Victorians did, silent service. We're talking about these people that knocked down from Hackney Council who knocked down three high-rise blocks for these two high-rise blocks that are going up that are not so... which aren't going to be social housing. high-rise blocks that have gone up around where I live, mm. they are high-rise blocks for millionaires yeah. to buy mm. their flats close to the city of London Exactly it. to make it easier for them to get to work in the morning. Mm. Exactly it. Anything you've got to say about housing was planned 20, 30 years ago? Um, um, when the war finished, Edward Lutyens put up the cenotaph and it was made of plaster. Now it's a national monument. Yes. He also wanted ring roads. He wanted clear roads, which meant that you knocked down the streets and the terraces and the houses and you built them on a green island, straight up. So if they ever collapsed, we still have communications. Yeah, that was the reason for having the tall, tall blocks. And again, communications, like what Peter was saying earlier about pubs, that was the, the community hub. 
if anyone was going to a wedding or a party or anything, you know, you have a dance team, you have a day out, it was just so we could exchange information. You'd have that. But Thatcher said, get rid of the working class, get rid of the work first, and they're lost. That's it. That, that's that done. Yeah. Now they're happy with fast food and EastEnders. They sit indoors all day, don't know how to cook, and they're eating rubbish. Yeah. And apparently they're queuing to go to McDonald's, you were saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. T- tell us about that. Well, I don't, again, I don't know what this has got to do with social health. Well, it's a general conversation. Oh, fair enough. Well, I, 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 I won't eat McDonald's. I'd much rather starve, thank you very much. But it's, 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 it's exploitation of youth, really. Poison. Uh, but, you know, but if they... No, if, but I'm just if, saying that... But it, if, if it, that's the thing that... Here Steve was talking about the old-style pub, where it was a hub of information, etc., etc. But if you're a young kid, that's where your peer group go, meeting up at McDonald's of a exactly. Friday so night. Exactly, so that is now the There's nothing hub. wrong with that. I, yeah. I, you know, if that's what kids want to do, fair enough. I'm not going to say you can't do that. If that's their night out, so be it. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that are older than kids that still enjoy a night out and have to go searching for it now like they've never searched before. You know, yeah, even, even the yeah. cafes. You can't get a cup of tea anywhere for less than three quid. Yeah, it's just true. And, you know, that's it. That well, you go to the Curve Garden, you get a lovely cup of tea there, yeah. but never mind, um, and it's cheap. It's £2.50, thank you very much. Sir. No, it's three quid for a big pot. You get four, four cups out of it. Anyway, oh, going right. back to something. No? So back to um, this... You wanted to say something, Pauline? I don't know. Okay, we're 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 meandering. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, we're just getting ourselves comfortable and organised. So yes. Well, even going back on the thing that Peter mentioned earlier about the pubs closing, the wine bars that have taken its place and all these pop-up pubs, then they're now getting tax reductions and help from the government for their pop-up pubs. So they've been to university, and what have they ended up with? Being a publican, begging on the street, which they're very good at, and then eating with their fingers, sitting in the roadway, or cooking that stuff in the street. You know, they went to education, they went to a university to learn how to do that. And that's, that's their way of life. You know, but... So what? Okay. So ha, what would you do to um, make things more civilized? And um, you know, are, are you are you kind of nostalgic for the no, past? No, I'm what? a steamroller. <laughs> I'd sack all the traffic wardens. All right. Get rid of them, and I'd bring in community wardens. And the community warden wouldn't be like your plastic policeman. They would have the power of arrest. Yeah, and litter bugging. Yeah, graffiti. Uh, what else? Dog fouling. You know, people who chuck all their rubbish on the street, do them as well. Parking, they can do that. And they would be like the police, but the soft police. We had the soft police in the 60s with the social workers. You know, like they all had different jobs, didn't they? The watcher and stuff like that. And, and, that. and you think that was a good thing? No, it's a terrible thing. You broke up communities. So... <laughs> What are you suggesting? I like to use the word neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, let, let's have some neighbourhood control of the neighbourhood. Yeah? I see. So you, you go you over to Ireland in some of their towns or little streets. Someone drops a bit of litter, and everyone's like, "Oi, do you mind?" You know, right. They do so it on another, the spot. Ten pound on the spot fine. That's yeah? another topic. It's more of the kind of the. You've got to take a pride from where right. you are. If right. you have a piece of rubbish in your hand, you're walking through St Paul's Cathedral. Don't drop it on the floor. But if you're walking through a street round here, actually, they don't even aim for the bin. Why do you think? Why, how has that happened? I've often asked Slovenly that manners. Do you, so what people with no manners, no pride in themselves. Mm. The, everything's been washed out of them. They've got no pride in themselves. They've got no confidence. And it's the age-old thing of kids sitting on street corners with nothing to do. And that's exactly what they've got now. So what do they do? They go to McDonald's. McDonald's endorsed in four stabbings last week. That's our McDonald's. So that's not really a community hub, is it? I think there were fights and things in pubs before as well. Like, that, what, it wasn't a, a, there wasn't a complete like, no, you had no a straighten, violence. You had so. a straightener, yeah, but you didn't stab people. You didn't shoot them. Listen, we're, we're, we're going towards America. I think with America, we're, we're, no. we're, we're speaking from a, a community centre in Hoxton. Hoxton is infamous, even from Dickens's days. I was born there. Uh, I never saw any uh, violence. Uh, look, even Dickens talks about Hoxton. Uh, yeah, who come from Hoxton? Um, the famous guy who's got the dog Bullseye uh, 
in Oliver Twist. You mean uh, Oliver Reed, don't you? Uh, <laughs> that's what right. you think of Bill Sykes Bill Sykes yeah, he's from Hoxton he's Hoxton from Finsbury yeah. no Hoxton oh, I, I uh, nevertheless but it was a community a neighbourhood Hoxton is Hoxton there's no question about it uh, you know when you're in Hoxton you yeah. know when you're in Shoreditch you know yeah. when you're in Finsbury well, you know when you're in now. Barnsbury you know when you're in Canterbury yeah. you know when you're in Summers Town that's where I went to school Primary school, that is. Now, Summerstown is still there. It's still got that eerie silence about it. Different type of people live there now. But if you get the overground from Camden Road to uh, uh, Caledonian Road and Barnsbury uh, stations on the overground, it, then it goes on to Highbury and Canonbury and then Dalston. In between there, there's a concrete works... St Pancras Station is now the Eurostar goes from there through. So all those buildings, all those what used to be red brick railway yards and buildings and all that, that's all been knocked down. There's all these flats been put up. These are people that come over for, for the week. Bankers and that and all that from e, these are EC workers. I don't know what's going to happen after Brexit and what's going to happen or they still have these flats but all these apartment blocks have gone up but the big mistake they've made there's no shops no shops there I mean you can see it but right bang in the middle is this concrete works where they're making all this concrete for all these buildings you ever done that journey give it a look it's fascinating this, this concrete firm is making an awful lot of money because there's all this concrete that's been built all, right, all the way around it, full of these apartments. It's almost like a, some sort of abstract film, isn't it? It is. <laughs> In fact, there's a very good uh, little film called Summerstown. Have you seen that? No. It's a lovely little film. So, yeah. um, we often have this conversation, and just kind of, there's, almost, or there's always this kind of nostalgia around the loss of community and the loss of neighbourhoods and yeah. um, London becoming a city full of bankers and yes. um, I'm, you know... But most importantly, yeah. you see, we're living in an age of austerity. Uh, who are you trying to kid when you see all these buildings going up, all these cranes, there's money floating about something like there's never been before in this city. They what are you talking about? Peter, they're queuing up to buy small loaves of bread in Broadway Market for eight quid a shop. There you go. There you go. Trust <laughs> the fairings. They know they've got the money in the bank, but their parents say, oh, we're poor, we're poor, we're poor. They don't pay for anything that much. Really, Lucia, that is the crux of the matter. That tower block going up, when it shouldn't have done, because, yeah, they're the bottom end of, of the, the rung of the ladder, right? Mm. That wouldn't have gone up if it was a bijou private block. Flats. No, of course not. Of course not. And, and, and this, the, the inequalities are always going to be there unless you well, know. It's staring you in the face, isn't it? More and more. That's what I, makes you very angry. Yeah, I, I can, I can hear that, and I, I completely understand. I'm just playing devil's advocate to kind of yeah. stir up the conversation a little bit, um, and just trying to also get to the root as to whether. It's, it's just a continuing conversation that never has any solutions or whether there are actually some things that can be done and whether there are changes. I think Jeremy Corbyn's got the right idea. Okay. Tax them. Tax them, right. Tax who? Those that put these things up and are making a lot of money and not putting it back into this neighbourhood or community. Peter, there's a quicker way. When someone gets a contract from the council... They're the ones that have got to co carry the contract out. They can't sublet it to let it be sublet, sublet, sublet and get a bloke in the pub to do it. Yeah, this is what happens. And, it? and what they do to back themselves up is they got rid of all the building inspectors. I think we've got two in Hackney now. Safety officers that used to go around the building sites. We had some 30, 40. We've only got one of them now, I think. So you can build anything you want in Hackney and get away with it. That's it. Yeah. In uh, any condition. Uh, as long as you sell it on. Canary Wolf. People were buying and selling apartments there before they were even built. It was what is known as speculation. Mm. And there are a lot of tow rags that actually think speculation's a jolly good thing because it's getting on, isn't it? <laughs> and there's no such thing as society. 
Well, how many middle-class people you know have got friends rather than acquaintances? They have acquaintances. I've had my... I know three of my neighbours, and I've lived there for, what, 40, 50 years? And the rest of them, they live there for two or three years and move on. That's it. And the house prices go up, and everybody else has got to pay the same amount of community charge as that goes up. The mm. property values go up, mm. and everybody has to pay, including those that can't afford it, so they're squeezed out. And they're squeezed so, out. Stephan, uh, Stephen, are you saying that working-class people are all friendly, there's lovely no, There's no such thing as working-class. There's no work. Okay, let's. All right, people that aren't living in socially disadvantaged. Are you saying? I'd say the I, under and whatever under, you want to call the undereducated. Well, you could actually say yeah. people that are yuppies, people that work in cities, are socially disadvantaged because they're cultureless. What What is their culture? Work. They got it from work. Uh, what, making what kind money. of work? Making yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, Nothing wrong bistro, with making money. Uh, um, bistro people. Yeah. So, no, my point was that, you know, there's this kind of like, those people over there are like this and we're like this and it's always this comparison, but I don't think we can It's make values. Right. That's it. It's all to do with values. When you're happy with what you've got and there's a lot of people that just don't know they've got enough and they just push and push and push and it's a case of, you've got money in your pocket that belongs to me, I'm going to get it somehow and that's it. Mm. It's not dog eat dog, it's... Elephant tread on end. You know. I can remember where I grew up. It was, uh, and I'm sure it's the same for you. But it's that people basically had the same thing, which which wasn't very much. Right. So if and everyone's everyone got the same the, thing, right? The same they're going to be more open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we didn't have the house I grew up in. There was we were three families in the same house. We lived on the top floor, as a middle floor, and on a bottom floor. We didn't have a front door to our apartment. It was a front door, and that was it. Anyone could go in, but no one did. There's no point in going in and stealing anything, because you. what are you going to nick? And, and, it, and as they say, it's a queer sort of dog that shits on its own doorstep. So people didn't, because we, that was where you had neighbourhood. But can I say, you know, I, I talk to lots of different types of people and I often am hearing this kind of um, conversation from people that you would consider to be trustafarians or people with money or people living in these big houses who are also saying, but where's the community? Where's the neighbourhood? We want to be part of that. We want that, but we don't know where it is and we don't know how to, you know, we're also finding that our neighbours aren't being friendly and we're not finding the sense of community. Well, if you live in a high-rise block, there's very little chance. Look, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. I've got a friend who lives not in a high-rise block, but one of these bijou blocks that have gone up. He's, he's a lovely man. He works in computers and things like that. He's done very well for himself, but he's, an, he's got Irish. He's from Cork. He's from a, he's a, a little town just outside Cork, and he's a very mild-mannered sort of like chap. He doesn't know anyone who lives in his block. Yeah. Doesn't know them at all. I mean, where I live, there's one, two, three, four other people that live... Five other people that live in my little block of flats. I found out yesterday, my, one of my neighbours has just moved in. I didn't know she'd moved in. She thought I was a locksmith because she'd locked herself out. So that was our introduction to each other. I thought, oh, I didn't know you moved in and stuff like that. But I keep very quiet. I mean, the only noise I make is play the piano, but I don't. I wear earphones because I've got digital pianos. I don't want to, to annoy my neighbours. Mm. But I spend a lot of my time looking after my parents, so I'm very rarely there. Um... Doesn't matter. People want privacy. Fine, that's fine. I think privacy is very important. But the, I guess it's a balance between yeah. privacy and then also knowing that there are people looking out for you. Yeah. And if you I, don't build those relationships, then yeah, a, a, a relationship like ah, you know, you when you walk down the street, you're safe. No one's going to come and attack you. Mm. And people stand up for each other. If someone's got a problem, everyone else mucks in and helps out. 
That's what you call neighbourhood. Community sounds a kind of bit kind of trendy to me. Community actually that that means communist. That's the kind of thing. It's a Leninist kind of Stalinist thing. No, neighbour neighbourly mm. is more friendly, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. There's where you know people that live in and around you. You love thy neighbour as you would love thyself. Yes, can yeah. I? Yes. Okay. Um, yes, I um, agree with um, what Peter's saying because I've always thought of that for time that community spirit is just one day things really it's not really a family things when it comes to the neighbour the neighbour are more family more yeah. socialising more friendly things mm. like this no, so. it's like if there's a group of people together outside uh, youth of the young ones uh, up and down the place now you get some people started to be a bit edgy frightened and really believe that these people are going to attack them. No. If they're going to pass in the neighbourhood, I'm not going to say the community, because we wasn't speaking about community all them years and years and years ago. We all used to talk about our neighbour, neighbourhood. Mm -hmm. But it changed from neighbourhood now, it's gone into community now. Yeah. So community now is what separating people a lot. Yeah. Neighbourhood now is somewhere that we, you know, you get, you know people, you're moving, you can feel the vibes of the people. You pass, you probably say, Good afternoon, um, young people, or good afternoon, boys. Yeah, and you say hello to people. Yeah, good afternoon, hello. Even if it's not there, but I make it my duty to say, well, good evening or good afternoon. Mm. Or, um, um, young ones, can you give Granny a way to pass by or so? And then you probably find, yeah, yeah. But then you find they get edgy, you get people edgy. When people get edgy now, it's not everybody's out there to make the crimes, really. The crime also set up from where the upper, the, the upper people, the upper people are the ones who bring the crime towards the, the generation what lives in the neighbourhood. Because the crime doesn't just happen just like that. This is something what's set and ready to go. And then all this now together now, it, um, they, the upper people, they do not want to see people living, socialising, friendly, right? We could sit and have a cup of tea together, we can have things. Because as Peter was saying before, or Steve was saying before, Steve was saying before, that the pub... The pub didn't just build a pub for a person just to go and drink and drunk. No. The, the way they built the pub, the people looked into all these pubs, into this area. They built it like in your lounge, your sitting room or your bedroom or things like this. Nice mm -hmm. light. And so if people's got any issue, they could go outside, they put their clothes on, go outside into these little, into these bars and these mm -hmm. pubs and sit down and social, talk with each other. You know what I mean? Business people be together, but no. When it comes to these cafes and these places, you understand now. It's you know you haven't got much to say because um, the you know it's like it's not the same as before. But the pub is the pub. What really brings the neighbourhoods together, and it's not just in this country. It's all over the world. And now because it's not around in the world of today, they bring a lot of these hippie thing looking like that, and it segregates. You understand the older generation, which the older generation now we're still living. We're not dead yet. We are the one. Are, we are the one should we really have a lot more light experience, you understand, knowledge, which the younger ones, they do have. But we, if we don't, we are the ones now to show them, you understand, not just in the house only, because they said not just charity in the house, but outside, we are the older ones can bring the vibes into the younger generation today because they see how we're living. But not because they don't see us anymore. They only see younger ones, Thank younger you. ones, which... And the kids, that kid, no, I don't believe in all that. We be, I believe in, because I'm, I'm the old school. I want one the old school. Thank you. So, no, Pauline, no. you know, that, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But you said earlier, mm. is there any solutions to this? Well, we're talking about a neighbourhood. The great thing about neighbourhood is this. And we, nowadays, like, we're talking about four young kids, four stabbings outside McDonald's. A neighbourhood, if I got into trouble like that, the police, they'd stop you and say, look, you've got two choices. You either get 
a slap round the ear now from Ooh. me, or I take you home to your parents and they give you a right hiding. What do you want? I'll get a thick ear off you, thank you. He goes, all right, then don't you ever do it again. Yeah. That's neighbourhood, old-valued neighbourhood. Mm. But I don't think we'll ever go back to that kind well, of Why living. not? Because... Because it's true, true uh, what is it, the draconian, is it? Or No, I no. just think it's a just... Life has moved on. Uh, All right, then. Have changed. We'll leave it as it is. Let these kids stab each other and shoot each other. Is that what you want? Absolutely not. But I'm just saying, I I think it's very unlikely that we would we'll ever go we back go, to that. Yeah. You can't have a got a kid because they'll have a social worker on no, you, I'm and you s- lose your own. Yeah. That's I, I, it. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you should sort of like beat the living daylights yeah. out of the youngsters. There's a, a better way to to make them see reason. Um, sh- surely. But I did I did like. Um, Pauline's point about the pub being a very kind of mixed community hub, and you were saying that, Stephen, yeah, as well, yeah. where different generations and different types of people could, if you go in into theory, these, mix. If you go into these coffee bars, people have got their heads stuck in computers. They don't yeah. talk to each other. They've been in the same room, same people, for about two years, and they don't know the person next to them. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. they actually um, pay money to join uh, a place where you... Yeah. Um, sit next to people and can talk to them uh, supposedly and do the same thing. Yeah. So it is a bit, it is it's, a bit bonkers. It's, it's, a, it's a one irony about the, the digital age where information, they're at touch of a fingertip, but right there in front of you, there's real so life I'll, going I'll on. G- you do, you yeah. miss it. You miss it completely. No, and I think that's that's like because of the way that we communicate is changing, and because the yeah. way we live is changing, yeah. we do have to People kind are of twiddling their thumbs on things like that all the time. That's because they can't that, that, rather yeah. than looking. I'll give you trying their shoelaces, Peter. Mm. I'll, I'll give you an anecdote. I was sitting um, having lunch um, at a kind of. So I have I work in one of these places where lots of people have desks, and then there's a mm. kind of community mm-hmm. area where we have lunch. So I was having lunch, and um, the kind of unwritten rule is that when you go and have lunch, it means that you're open to have a conversation. You're not on your computer, and you're mm. kind of there, um, ready to socialise. So there was a girl sitting opposite me, and she was eating her lunch and kind of on her phone, just like tapping away on her phone and eating her lunch. And I looked at her, and I said, why don't you just put your phone down for five minutes and have your lunch, and we can have a conversation. And I said, well, what are you doing? You know, maybe I can help. And she said, oh, I really need to find... Um, I'm looking for uh, this particular style armchair, and I'm, you know, I'm looking online to see if I can find it. And so in five minutes, I gave her four places where she might be able to pick up this, you know, go mm. to which antique shops there were in the yeah. area to go and find the armchair. And it's just an example of exactly what you're saying. It's like, yeah. actually, you know, you might have a mine of information in front of you if you just look up and mm. get out of your screen. So, uh, but I think the way, and, and but it's all linked, isn't it? Because people... Are, ch- are more and more private and their their kind of social lives are happening more and more on screens so they find it quite difficult to create these relationships with their neighbours, with the people around them because they're so kind of insulated. Yeah, but if they want something like legal advice, all they've got to do is have a wedding and cheese party and invite a couple of solicitors and talk to them and <laughs> quiz them all day and as soon as someone asks them questions, they get their partner in and say, oh, what do you think about the cricket? Just to put them off. So you talk to some of this mob... And they, all they do is ask questions. Ask, but you ask anything about them, and their mate will butt in, oh, yeah, and what about this and that? They never get a straight answer from them. They don't give away information. Information is power. Look, on a day like today, mm. it's a nice sunny day. I thought you were breaking the song there. On my way here, I've noticed there's all these open, lovely little open day parties here and there, and they're making, well, it's midsummer. It's what you do. And it brings people together and there's music and there's drink and there's food and all that sort of thing. Great, fine. But it only happens once a year. Yeah. Acne Council a couple of years ago put posters up in all the railway stations. Come to Hoxton and see the characters. Oh, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> you know. Was there a picture of you up? <laughs> I'm not, well, I'm not a character. I'm more like a tack and nail. <laughs> Yeah. We, we do actually live in a metropolis, 
whether we like it or not, go up Parliament Hill Fields and look at the vista of London, and it's all those. In fact, if you get a photograph of that from there, say ten years ago or twenty years ago, it's changed so much now. Changed massively. I can remember as a child, and it's perhaps a, you know, just a few mm. years before everybody else here. Yeah. You go to the, just go and stand on the top of Parliament Hill, yeah. look down towards St Paul's. Yeah. There was St Paul's. Now there's tower blocks yeah. for miles yeah, in front of it. You, you can't and they've, got, see, you and can't. they've all got a sell-by date. They'll only last so long. They got to come down. Um, they will. See all these oh, flats I, on the canal here. Oh, they're all... They'll go down in how many years? They'll be down in about 10 to 15 years, yeah. you reckon? Yeah, I just... Oh, yeah. I, you know, like, we were speaking about... Like, Lucian was speaking about a computer. Speaking about computer. Well, you see, um, when it comes on the, um, the aircraft now, the airbuses, people complain a lot about it, and they are cancelling a lot of these computers and phones on the aircraft because when you're sitting up there for about, I mean, no, I'm not talking about one hour, two or whatever hours, could be 10 minutes or so, people used to communicate a lot more and people used to be more friendly. <laughs> and we even made friends on the thing we could sort of go and make that friend so and so. But because when you go on there now, it's people, you're trying to cross people to say, can you go here and what? People, everybody has got the phone or on the the, the, the computer, the laptop, or whatever, lap, or whatever. Now, what they're doing now, they cannot um, use these things on the airplane because I feel that now the government says people should be more communicate with their mouth more than on this thing. When they get off, they could do what they want to do, but not while they're there because they're disturbing um, uh, machinery and they're disturbing other people as well. Because they're on the computer, people are talk. People, some people want to talk, some people want to drink, some people want to look in each other's eyes, some people want to be able to laugh. Yeah. Uh, some, and then if you look at some people, because I do, I look at them, their eyes are going up, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That means that because they kind of concentrate on the laptop, but you didn't come here to come to your office work. Why you don't stay in your house and do it and let people enjoy themselves if they want to enjoy themselves? Well, they live a different life. They're living on all ego. They're not living themselves. They can on a computer. They can be anyone they want. They can fantasize. Wow! So all these pe- people are sitting on a plane, fantasizing about being some someone else they're and communicating probably... with the world. Is that sort yeah, of going on? I'm, I'm going to be rich. I'm famous. Look at me. I can do this. I can do that. But oh. you get to tie their own shoelaces. They're lost. That's it. Come bang a nail in half of them. I can remember in, you know, a few years ago. Ten years ago, walking along the street with a friend, talking to each other. Uh, I walk along the same streets today, and people, couples are walking along together, but at least one of them is looking at a smartphone. Mm. Um, speech is a is a thing of the past mm. for the a lot of people. <coughs> Language has changed a great deal. Uh, I think quite even the most educated uh, young ladies that went to uni. They come out with they the most. Talk about, they don't they? talk. Their conversation is unbelievable. It's just just full of what I would call fatic utterances. Now, when like, I was in the you war, you know what I mean. Yeah. When I was in the um, war, no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It, it, it's I don't know. It's the younger generation there, I suppose. But I think digital age has an awful lot to do with it. And you're talking about phones. When I was a kid, it was great. People actually used to use phones. So when you used a phone, you knew that you, you, there was a reason for using it. But it was great for me. The A and B button. Do you remember those? Mum, no, Mum, used to... I'm going to Sainsbury's. What coloured cheese did you want? I'll be back in a minute. I'll tell you what they got. <laughs> no, not, well, you didn't use a phone for that then, did you? They do now, of course. Uh, but it was at the B button. Some all these coins used to come out. It was our pocket money. It was great. It was wonderful. But it's not everybody at that time. But it's not everybody. You see, in in those time where we want to speak about, all we can speak about when we was growing up because we cannot speak beyond 
that time because we don't know we want the rounding. And um, it's not many people did have phones. You may probably find in the estate, you may probably find a one house on the street, probably two or three people's got yeah. the phone to yeah. use. Yeah. But then the neighbors was much more togetherness. And um, TV, it wasn't a lot because the TV, your house was like a cinema. Mm. So the door is open and the whole place is full because it's one show yeah. coming on yeah. and then everybody's there. You see, then, you see, because I'm not going to say no community spirit, I'm just going to say a neighbourhood because that's what we grew up, uh, grew up to hear. Because mm. if I go back home now, I don't hear people talk about no community spirit. I hear they talk about the neighbours. Yeah. That's your, your neighbours. Go up, you know what I mean? Go up there, your neighbour. Pauline, what they've been given here is EastEnders... Coronation Street, and that's it. They sit indoors watching that all day long. Yeah. And cheap, like, American television in the mornings. Be- they want to change the Coronation Street market into a different name, but because that's the Queen market, they can't take, they can't change it. Yeah. They can't take it down. Because that was her market, that was her market, it was built, it was built in... the that vi- time, yeah. yeah. that time, yeah. Victorian time. So it's Coronation Street market. They want to change it, but they can't... So we're, yes. we're coming to the end of the show and we have, Pauline's brought us lots of food to eat and we've got drinks and so we're going to have a, spend some time outside and enjoy each other's company and conversation. But before we do that, I would like to know from each of you, um, we've had a lot of nostalgia, a lot of criticism of society and, and what's going on. Let's, is there something positive that a change or a way that we live that has actually really been a positive thing and transformed the way that you live in, in a good yes, way? Yes, there is. There is, a, there is a lot of positive things. The positive, right, as we, as I said before, we are the older one. So we are the one that have to stand up more stronger because the young people, they we keep saying young people, the young people got to follow the older ones. They're watching to see what we're doing and how we're living and how we're coping and are we going to be neighbourhood together and all that. So they, that divide will rub off them. But if we leave all to the young, young people and say joking and stabbing and hitting each other or that, that's not the positiveness. But they're not all doing that. So, I mean, you know... And... But as I said before, it was all setting up. It's set up. So, sorry. Go on, go clean your nose, man. Yeah. Not all do. There's t shirts. I mean, there are some good things about young people, what they do at the moment. But I think what Pauline's trying to say, and I agree with this, is that they might turn around when they get. When when they get older, when they're 50s and 60s, they will reflect and say, well, actually, people of our age group let them down. Mm. And that's what Pauline's trying to say. We've got to sort of like make sure we. Our voice is heard. If we don't like something that's going on, it should be heard. And of course, yes. local councils and all this will say, well, we gave you this, we gave you that. Yeah. We gave you EastEnders, we gave you baked beans on toast. <laughs> so, but, yeah, but we, we, the question was... Is what Pauline said, I'm in agreement with, is that really... We should have a voice, and when things go wrong, or we think things will be going going wrong, or it's a possibility of something going seriously wrong, we should voice it Mm. and be allowed to voice it and not be fobbed off, as we always are when we do voice it, mostly. But again, it's... But show an example... And actually, really, some of these youngsters should get a clip round the ear <laughs> when, they, when they, they step out of line. What about you, Stephen? What do you think? Pardon? What do you think? Um, something no, positive. Ah. Uh. Dark, no man! <laughs> so, we have a representative of the younger generation here. So, um, what, what are you going to talk about? What are you going to tell us? What do you like doing? About the school, what's happening, what can we do, what teachers are saying. Oh, well. <laughs> so I'm just giving an idea. No. Well, what do you like? What, what's your favourite thing? What do you like doing? I like playing with my friends. 
Great. And what are your friends, what kind of games do you play with your friends? We play kicking ball and hops. And do you play in the streets sometimes, in the garden? Yes. And do you, what else do you do? Do you go to school every day? I imagine you do. Do you play games at school? Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you do, what games do you play at school? Sometimes we can play in the sand, sometimes we can play on the hammock, and sometimes we can play on the big slide we got, and sometimes we can play hopscotch, and sometimes we can play king ball. Thank you very much. And you know what? I think this is amazing because everyone is so worried about younger people spending all their times on all their time on laptops and computers and not playing games and not talking to each other. But we've just heard it's all about playing outside and playing with their friends. So that hasn't changed. Well, well, it's, well, 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 well a young lady, yeah. young lady like this one. Well, that's the time of of your life when you should be out playing games right. with your friends yes absolutely but you know there's and a big sa- concern that that's safety, not happening in safety in yeah. neighbourhood in their yeah. neighbourhood and yeah. privacy and in safety yeah in a neighbourhood you really get you get far fewer people go out of the neighbourhood so you go out with these friends and you know I mean your teens your twenties your thirties they yeah. go to the weddings and you go out to know that you don't get that with the people who've gone to uni no. you know they go to uni and they, don't, they see their friends very occasionally, mm. like they might visit them, and that's it. Yeah. But it's not like having your mate around the corner so you can go and lend us a tenner and that kind of stuff. They don't do that. Can I just say a little thing Yeah. I agree with a bit of that, because a lot of these ones who um, spend all their days in the schooling, doing a lot of schooling with the uni business, when they look down, they look at the other friends around them and they want to know why are they so um, um, so smart in their talking? Why are they walking up so bright? They didn't when they just went to the college or went to the school, but we went that far. But why are they, these people are able to, able to even speak up and got a voice in the world? And then we're not, we haven't got that. So you see, it's a different type of people again because these ones socialising with the neighbourhood all day long and all night and all time and whatever, which those ones are locked away and all they're seeing is the ones they go with. But they have to communicate because the communication should be start in the home. Like they said, charity start in the home. Mm-hmm. So if their parents say, don't mix with this one, don't mix with that one, these are the ones, uh, these are the ones you cannot really, I'm not going to say everyone is, is bad, but these are the ones can be a bit dangerous as well. Because they try to domineer the ones who haven't gone that far, which they can. Mm-hmm. But they, but you see, but then because these ones are a lot more brighter, the one who outside in the community, because the more um, education you can have is outside world, the more knowledge you can gain, wisdom you can gain is uh, sorry, is outside world. And then when you gain that, you're looking at the ones with the book racks all the time, because you, if you ask one, could you do me something or write me a letter, they can help you because why it's all about book work. And there's nothing um, on the physical, and there's nothing like, what's the other word I'm trying to use now? Come on, help me. What's the other word um, um, I'm trying to use? Like, um, uh, Rick, I? You're sitting there looking at me for, help me, man. What's wrong <laughs> I don't with know you? what you're talking about. But I, I see your point. And yeah. yeah. So there is definitely a lot of, you know, the more different kinds of people that you mix with, the more you're going to learn about the world and the more, you, you know, you, the, the more vocabulary you learn, the more ways you learn. But I think, you know, there's, it's probably good to have a, a nice balance of both things. So reading a little bit of books and then also gaining your knowledge from the world around you. I yeah, think that... Getting the balance to, right is almost... Yeah. Exactly. If, you let, if you haven't got the balance right, then you're yeah. going to be out of sync. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But we're trying to finish. So, Luigi, on the, f- the final note about something positive that's changed, that you, uh, you know, a change for good. Anything that you've that's kind of um, that you've noticed or that you've appreciated. Uh, I think 
education's got better for, for you know, the, the average person. Um, I, I, well, I, I was lucky to stay at school till I was 18, went on with an apprenticeship, and um, I've got a degree, uh, but today, I, when I was when I, in my time, in my days, um, perhaps ten percent of the boys and girls ended up with a degree. Today, it's eighty percent, ninety percent end up with degrees. So education's got better. Um, I'm sure they haven't lowered the you know the the the, the pass marks not gone from fifty percent to twenty five percent. So, so more people pass and, and get degrees. There um, are some people. Education's got better. For there are some people who disagree with that. Um, an education, which nowadays quite a lot of people are box tickers. Yeah, doesn't make them better educated. They're educated. Their exams is uh, a multiple choice question. They didn't write essays. O levels and A levels yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not like the ones I did. But you're missing out on what the exams are for. They're not yeah. to say you know more. No, 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 they're not. It's to no, get no. you. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. What exams are for are can you get your head down and sort of thing out? Are you prepared to work at finding out what this is? Mm-hmm. Are you? Can you stay on the course? Yeah. Can you stay on course for uh-huh. what you're aiming at? It doesn't matter what the answer. If you stay. You know, it's now we win the race, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, your education, I think, probably might have been a lot better than what's on offer now. I, 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 I hope I'm not too biased. Um, I, I, I think I was lucky, but I, I, perhaps at the age of 11, I made a political mistake. And I went to a grammar school. I went to a grammar school. Um, I had no choice about that, though. I was lucky to get eight GCE O-levels. Um, today, people get 12, 13 GCSEs, I think. Well, they, um, either, either the exam's not as complicated, not as technical, or they're, they're a lot cleverer. Not as technical, I think. I tell you what, this is a whole other topic. Well, yeah. Which, yes, perhaps, perhaps, yeah. we, perhaps we can we I, can perhaps have another radio broadcast about education. I think that's a very time. that's a really good idea, and I think um, we can carry on the concept, uh, the conversation off mic as well. But thank you, everyone, for uh, we went we've gone in all yeah. sorts of directions as usual. But it's always always yeah, great. Just one second. I just this is vanilla. Yeah, he's. Um, I don't know if she'd like to say something. We're talking about um, schooling, education, talking about society, talking about um, <laughs> top of the We're speaking about generation thing. We're talking about um, how to get together, the neighbourhood. We don't want to talk about the spirit. We talk about this, that and everything. And so I'm just going to thrust for trends because she would like to say something quick, 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 whatever. All right, Lucia. We're, we're about to finish, but if you'd just like to introduce yes. yourself. Yeah. We welcome yeah. you. Hello. Hello. I'm Vanilla. Hi, Vanilla. Thank um, you for joining us. So, actually, we've been talking about all sorts of things, but the, me- the, the sort of focal point was um, starting from uh, regeneration, and we've mm. moved on to all sorts of questions okay. about how life has changed. And we ended on something positive, so I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. In all the recent changes in how we live, what has been the something that's been positive for you? So something that's changed in society that's been positive for you? I think it, what I think is very positive is seeing that there's been a very big diverse of people within the community. I think it's got bigger than how it's been over the years and I think that's a very positive thing because I think that brings a lot of people together whether you want to look at it on a spiritual aspect or, or so but I think that is one of the key things at the moment, people getting to know each other you know, from different cultures different backgrounds and that goes right across the board and I think this has shown me England on the whole, London especially, there's been some huge, huge changes you know, in the community, and I really hope to, you know, embrace it even more. It's positive, I think it is. 
Great. Perfect note to think of. finish on. Thanks, Vanilla. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll finish off, Mike. Outside because we're looking for somewhere to park. <laughs>